Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Forza Italian Football Podcast. I'm your host once more, Connell Shaw. It's a special edition of the podcast this week. I say special because I'm joined by two very special guests. Our editor-in-chief, Connor Clancy. Back, you're not in the host chair this time. Yeah, it feels a bit unusual being back on this side of the table. I'd become accustomed to hosting it every once in a while, so... It'll be nice not to have the responsibility of that. Yes, you've been a lifesaver. So it's the only way to reward you. The only proper way. The only way would be an Atalanta special podcast, but I won't hold my breath for that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time. And Nick, you're back once more as well. Dear Nicholas Carroll. Yes, I would say I'm happy to be back, but given the topic of today, I'm um, not so pleased. So I'll do my best to keep things positive, but... No promises. Indeed. Well, the topic falls to Inter, as you would all presume. And by saying Inter, you all know what's at the end of our lips. It's lucky we avoided them last week because we have a lot to talk about. Namely, we have a lot to talk about their captain, Mauro Accardi. As most of you would know, quite a bit of controversy involving the striker after he released his book. And it certainly wasn't met happily by fans whatsoever. In fact, it started a new war with them. There's an incident he wrote about in his book, the 3-1 loss against the Swallow last year when he confronted the fans. And in his book, he's been writing about how he's seen as a hero in the dressing room, Nick. Not only have Inter fans not taken kindly to that, but they've not taken kindly to some of the other stuff he said, namely threats. Yeah, well, uh, basically inferring that um, he was going to bring over 100 or so Argentinian criminals and kill them on the spot. Can we read the quote from he? He had kind of pushed his luck a little bit to begin with, and there's some stuff that he said that would have probably annoyed the Ultras. And then, just in case he hadn't quite annoyed them enough, he said, <laughs> I'm ready to face them one by one. How many are there? 50? 100? 200? Okay. Record my message and let him listen. I'll bring 100 criminals from Argentina who'll kill them where they stand. Then we'll see. I mean, really? Really? I I can't believe it. I'm speechless. 
I really I know am. what you want to say, Connor. I know what you want to say about it's, it. Am I allowed to say it or will it just be edited out? No, you can say it by all means. It's He's allowed a this time. Fucking idiot. Jeez. <laughs> Seriously. Did nobody read this book before it got published? Oh my god. That's the only way I can think that this got through. Because surely if anyone read that book, even if you knew nothing about the culture of Italian football and how the ultras kind of call the shots, you kind of pull Icardi up and say, are you sure about that specific paragraph there, Mero? Like, unbelievable. Oh, it was a burning question, which is why the hell didn't anyone at the club read it? Apparently, nobody at the club even asked. It's an absolute joke. The whole, the whole, the whole issue has just been a bit of a joke from all sides of the story really no one's there's there's no good side on this everyone's at fault from my point of view um definitely as an inter fan um it's just been and given the the problems that we're having on the field it's just the last thing the club needed at this point going into the europa game against southampton after the cagliari lost it's just the worst timing and it's it's just uh it <laughs> the season's just becoming more and more of a bit of a circus really it's unbelievable well which side we're going to look at first you clearly first have to think what is going on in Akadi's mind i know nick you'll want to jump on the youth and suddenly start slamming them but there's probably something more to it than the fact that he's just a bit naive yeah well you know 23 years old i guess you can only expect so much but at the same time he's a professional football player i mean what what does he what does he think that's going to achieve it just seems that whether it's just an ego thing just to kind of put his name out there a bit and obviously sell some books off the back of it uh, i don't know what he's expecting if he'll maybe just get a bit of press off the back of it or I, I, i'm not sure if he thought people would just skip over those little elements and everyone would be kind of playing happy families. It's, it was never going to happen given the content. So uh, it's, yeah, I mean, from his point of view, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, you've got to think what Mara Akadi, well, <laughs> I would say he has an agent or manager, but given that it's his wife, Wanda, you know, I guess I wouldn't really expect much from her, let's be honest. So putting her aside, then you've got the club, which, as you mentioned, no one's actually read the book, which is just probably the worst thing about this that for such a big club surely there's got to be some responsibility taken to even actually know what's being said by their own players just speaking to a english journalist today they were saying that uh, a lot of or he actually said that most of the premier league clubs actually have written into the contracts that they can't, uh, players can't actually write books while they're with the club which kind of just shows you how different it is to whether it's a Serie A thing or whether it's just Inter, you know, obviously a player of Akadi's merit, he's clearly been given the, the rights to just do what he wants, particularly after this off-season where there was a lot of speculation with him possibly going to Napoli or even Arsenal. So, you know, I guess once they got this, well, knowing they were going to get the signature, they kind of just let him run free, it seems. And it, this is the result, and it's just impounded what's been an awful season for the club. I actually have a question to ask you, Nick, about Icardi and this whole thing. He's yep. he's clearly brilliant. He's fantastic striker, and given the limited opportunities he actually got last season, his goals rate was quite impressive. But this isn't the first time he's been involved in something controversial off the pitch. So do you think this is his last chance or 
will this just be it? Is this the final straw? Because we saw Zanetti came out and said, well, basically said how unimpressed he was and that the club were going to meet and probably take the captain's armband off him. Do you think the Inter hierarchy have just had enough and they're going to move him on? At this point, I'm. it, it might just be my, my heart kind of thinking more than my head, but I'm kind of still hoping that this isn't the end because, because as you said, he is such a great player. And given the way Inter plays at the moment, he's just too important. He's too crucial to the team at the moment. But the, you've got a, there are serious question marks about his role within the team and what kind of culture that's creating. And that's my main concern. And without really understanding what the team culture is like, it's hard to really know that. So it's, it's a very difficult one. And I, I, I wonder how different of a story it would be if he wasn't the captain. Because I think that's where a lot of it stems from, the fact that as such a symbol for the club. And I guess one thing that I agree with the Curva Nord, that uh, one of their statements when they've said, after the likes of Giacinto Vacchetti, Giuseppe Bergomi, Javier Zanetti, and then to go to... Mauro Cardi, given all the incidents and that's happened around him, it's it's just you couldn't get it's polar opposites basically. But then I think, well, you know, it, whose fault is that? If you if a young guy is given the captaincy of such a big club, he's not going to say no. So given his background, why was he even given the captaincy? I would probably ask. You know, I raised my eyebrows when it first happened, but I'm not one to kind of jump up and down for club decisions like that. But you know, it, it was kind of questionable and you've got to wonder whether that was the smartest decision by the club. So, you know, as I keep saying, there's kind of fault all over the place here. But going back to your original question, I, I really don't think that's the last chance, but certainly anything anything for this, I, you know, that would be the final straw, I think. He really has to change his ways. This This needs to be his kind of maturing incident where he turns his leaf and becomes a new player. Will he be even given the chance by the fans, though? Because I think one of the statements they released was simply, you're finished, you're done. We demand that you give back the armband or something like that. And then they showed up outside his house, I think, didn't they, with another big banner? Basically inviting his 100 Argentine friends to show up because they're yeah. ready. So are the fans going to give them the chance to play again? Because I know some, well, a lot booed and even celebrated when he missed the penalty. But I, I guess this is this is one of my main frustrations with the whole issue is the Curva Nord's role in it. And I've actually, there'll be a feature on Forza Italia Football about exactly that and how I guess it's somewhat representative of a lot of the football culture in Italy. But while while it's concerning, and we've seen, you know, the damage that it can have when the club is at war with the ultra groups. Um, I guess Rome is probably a good example of that. But the Curva Nord doesn't represent the collective Inter fans, and that's that's the issue. That's my main issue here. You know, they make these statements as in they speak for everyone. They speak for all the fans. But while they were jeering a penalty that Akadi was taking, you know, the, a lot of the sections of the fans were actually trying to applaud to actually overshadow them and oppose them to show their support. Since then, there's been a, um, I've seen a couple petitions online from Inter supporters actually 
in support of Icardi, which had tens of thousands of signatures. So, you know, that there certainly is a, a huge portion of the Inter fans which don't necessarily agree to what the Curva Nord's saying. So, so it's kind of half-half. And the thing is, the Curva Nord, I don't, I don't believe in my mind. I don't, I don't think their point of view is the majority by any means. The issue is that they seem to have the power and they have the influence when Javier Zanetti comes out and says, you know, the fans are, are the most important and we need to be mindful of that. Yes, I agree, but the Curva Nord don't represent most of the fans. So it's, it's a difficult one. And, you know, in the article that I have that I'm writing, I'll go into their kind of actions, which I actually see is completely ridiculous and over the top. And I don't see them, all their actions, they, they preach that they're acting always in the best interests of the club. However, in a way, they're the ones that have actually blown this up into the international headline that it is. So, you know, I, I take issue with a lot of what the Kerber Nord's doing. And that's not at all to defend Icardi in any way whatsoever. It's, you know, it's very black and white what Icardi's done. But I don't think the Kerber Nord has acted respectively in any way whatsoever. Well, Nick, if you put yourself in the position at the head of a club, what do you think is the right decision to take then? To defend Icardi, to shield him from all the media, to protect him from the own fans, the ultras, and in turn piss them off, or please the ultras and do what many people think is what football is just based upon, which it is. It's the fans. Yeah, and I guess to me the, the, the obvious kind of answer is to strip him of the captaincy. Obviously, the, the curver requested that. That was, a, I guess, the base request of what a lot of the, they were saying. That was what they wanted to have done. So um, he needs to be stripped of the captaincy because it's just, as you said, it just needs to be done for the sake of the club. In, in that case... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. For a question, who would you give the captaincy in the team? Uh, 
unfortunately, we don't have that great of an options. But probably. Oh yeah, Renokia, bring him back in. <laughs> Replace, take Miranda out. Renokia in. Um, no, but I'd I'd actually say either Miranda or well. I would say Handanovic, but I'm not a major fan of goalkeepers being captains, so probably Miranda, particularly given his importance in the defence. Um, I think he would be a good a good captain for the time being. Yeah, but I, it, it, it's, it's a difficult one for the club to manage when you take it in the context of the football culture there because, because the very fact that the ultras have so much power, and that's the whole ridiculous thing about it, it, it ties the club's hands behind their back because they they feel like they can't do anything about it. And that's kind of an aspect which I think it's not only Inter, but the Serie A needs to look at, well, the Italian football needs to look at because until they actually not take on the ultras, but actually try to, I guess, moderate what they're doing, then the systemic problems that are continually happening in Italian football, it is going to keep repeating. Two quick questions for you here. First one's going to go to you, Connor, which is the ultras. I know lots of people, especially us here at Forza Italian Football, have varied opinions on the ultras. But what is going too far? Do they have the right to start a, in quotes, war against a football player and to voice their opinion on a matter? Or are they just simply going too far by that? Look, I think they've definitely got the right to express their thoughts on a player who is representing their team. But when it gets to the point that the player will have genuine concerns for his safety and they're showing up outside of his house with a massive banner where he lives with his wife and, well, not his kids, but children he is responsible for and are threatening to basically kill him and his Argentine friends, that is going too far. Uh, There was a story that... I think Wanda came out and denied it, but apparently a handful of Inter fans tried to break into Icardi's car when he was leaving the San Zero. I'm not sure how true that is, but if that is the case, they've gone too far. And I have no problem with them protesting in the stadium, voicing their discontent, but no, they can't. you can't justify showing up at somebody's house. And that, that's that. I hundred percent agree with you. With uh, regards to going to his house, that was. I mean, that just took it to a completely different level. But I guess my issue, probably a lot of it, stems from the fact that growing up in Australia, the, the culture is very different um, to Italy. Obviously, um, I guess it's more closely followed to England. But even then, again, it's different. But I mean, even just the simple. I mean, okay, I agree that. Every fan has the right to make a point. That's fair enough. But to actually write, have a banner saying, calling the club captain a vile piece of shit. I mean, what in, I wonder how many countries that's actually allowed. You can't, you couldn't do that in Australia. Like fans would be banned for that kind of thing. You can't do that. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the rules are in England, but I can't from my memory, remember anything recently of fans actually having such kind of language aimed at one of their players. There's points made, of course, but not in that manner. But in Italy, it's it's just accepted. It's just what they do. And I, I, I can't get my head around that because it continually just tarnishes the league and Italian football as a whole. And it's, it's frustrating from my point of view, but I guess when you've grown up in it, it just it's just what happens. It's just how football is. It's just the culture, well, you know, whatever you might say. But... To me, it just it just seems very backwards, and it's 
continually holding the league back. You wouldn't see that in England or even Ireland here because there's stewards everywhere in the ground. And I know I've been to games where you see people getting a flag out and the stewards will kind of have a look at it first before it goes up. And if it says anything inappropriate, they'll be told to take it down. Yeah, exactly. When you go to the Curvas in Italy, there's nobody from a security point of view in sight because if they go in there, they're at risk of yeah. being attacked, basically. So they can do what they like once they're in the curvas. So it's a- well, even Connor, I'm sure you remember the story of how Atalanta fans snuck in some flares through the toilets. Yeah, it was Dov and the guys were at uh, an Atalanta against Roma game from a few years back when it was snowing. And in, a, in an attempt to keep warm, the ultras lit fires under the stand. <laughs> uh, just imagine that anywhere other than Italy. You you mm-hmm. can't explain that to somebody unless they've been to a stadium in Italy and they understand what it's like. It's almost, it's such a different culture to anywhere else in the world that you simply wouldn't get away with the things they do anywhere else. Is that a direct cause for concern, though? Is it not just what makes Italian football cultural so unique? It does make it unique and there are aspects of it which are absolutely brilliant. Like, you see the displays the Ultras put on and the atmosphere they can generate is second to none. You get similar things in South America, but nowhere else in Europe really creates the same spectacles as the Italian Ultras do. But there are as many negatives as there are pros, I think. And, again, when it comes to the safety of the players and basically anyone that works for the club, I think things need to happen. Well, Nick, what you were just talking about, which was how it's the whole culture in Italy, it links me perfectly to the second question I wanted to ask, which is, is it just an Italian thing in general? Would this happen at any other club in Italy? Or is it just solely unique to Inter because of who the player is, what his mentality is, and the demand of the fans? Would you get a, a, a team, say, in the Liga Pro? I think it's kind of, there are obviously some very, uh, there are cultural problems within Inter at the moment, clearly, both at a, you know, in an ownership level, at a management level, at a player level, at a fan level, pretty much at every level, there is concerns at the moment within the club. So, you know, that's one thing I want to be careful of. You know, I'm not saying that because the Inter Ultras are doing this, then all the other uh, all the other ultras are you know just as bad or whatnot. You know, Inter's a very unique club in itself, as I'm sure a lot of you would attest to. But um, but I think it is mainly inherent of the the greater culture. And going back to what Connor was saying, you know, that and the atmosphere is is fantastic. It's I've never had been a part of such a great atmosphere as I have in the Serie A. Um, you know, having been in England or wherever I've been, but I just, I just, I failed to, or I refused to, um, to accept that the such atmosphere and the the kind of shows that you mentioned that they put on. I refuse to accept that that can't happen with responsible behaviour. You know, the the fact that they're they're creating noise and atmosphere shouldn't automatically mean that they have to be violent. Uh, be racist, be completely inappropriate in every way. They're, those two things should be completely separate. One shouldn't automatically mean the other comes with it. And that's my issue with it all. It seems like because you're an ultra and you you make this atmosphere for the club, then you have the power to do what you want, say what you want, and you can behave like you want. 
and clearly they behave like complete morons a lot of the time. And that's not saying all members of the groups, because, you know, I'm, I don't want to generalise by any means, but I think it's mainly just a cultural problem. Yeah, I think Nick is absolutely spot on there. The, you can't justify racism or anything like that just for the sake of an atmosphere. Um, there's clubs in Germany who create brilliant atmosphere, but you don't hear stories of racism or anything like that coming out of Germany half as often as you do Italy. It seems like when a story comes out of Serie A about someone being racist, it's everyone, and myself included, I'm guilty of just being like, oh, yeah, that's standard behaviour, really, where it should be more of an outrage. Well, unfortunately, it is a still an ongoing problem. Hopefully it can be beaten soon, but we will wrap up the whole discussion here just to keep our blood pressures all on normal and if you do want to know more about the subject if you do want to find out what happens to a carti be sure to go on forstaitalianfootball.com and nick as you mentioned earlier you will have be having a piece coming out that you're writing about it yeah so following on from what i was basically just saying about the curve nord looking at um you know while we accept what a carti did basically universally was wrong i actually look at the actions of the curve nord and how a uh, I guess, irresponsible they've been in their own actions, not actually doing things in the best interest of the club and then looking at the, the broader question of the culture within Italy. So be sure to go to ForzaItalianFootball.com to check that out. We won't leave you just there. We do have a small roundup of the games because we aren't going to be getting to them this week. Big shocker, as Napoli lost at home to Roma 3-1. Two goals from Edin Dzeko, Nick, can you believe it? And yeah. Mohamed Salah running the show there. Meanwhile, on the same Saturday, Pescara drew one at home to Sampdoria, while Juventus beat Udinese by a narrow scoreline just 2-1 over there. No goals, however, in Fiorentina-Atalanta. Connor, that was a bit of a ball. Maybe for you, I'm happy. It keeps us ahead of you, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 90 minutes gone, out of the window. Never going to get those minutes back. Hopefully, the Atalanta, that is, perform a bit better this weekend, because I'm going over to see them against Inter, so... That should be fun. Oh, God. Nick, expect a few messages from me. If yeah, things go well. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> that aforementioned Inter, they did lose 2-1 to Cagliari. Yeah. I guess it. Mauro Carthi missed the penalty. And as you said, cheered by his home fans. By the Curva Nord, just to be clear. By the Curva Nord. Don't represent everyone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Genoa and Empoli, another 0-0 scoreline over there. Another 2-1 scoreline to Swallow and Crotone. Meanwhile, Lazio drew 1-0 to Bologna. Milan beat Chievo firmly 3-1. While well, there's another big scorer for Torino, just banging in the goals this season, against Palermo, 4-1. That will wrap up our, our results for you. It's been, a, it's been a short podcast. We have been limited recently by some technical problems, which has been causing the, the host seat to change hands quite often, but or maybe change bottoms, as we say, if it, if it is a seat. Uh, but... <laughs> So you may be hearing less of me in the coming weeks, but rest assured I will be there, especially hopefully around Christmas time. Make sure to catch all the upcoming games week nine this weekend. And ciao for now. You have been listening to the Italian Football Fancast. Traveling in a fighter combi On a hippie trailhead full of zombies Follow us on Twitter and Facebook.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 